three, two, one. That was so fetch. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sex. This is Sardonic Cast, and we're trying to make fetch happen. So stop trying to make fetch happen. Why not? not yeah, stop it, man. Why would that it? was that was the turning point of the film? You realize, like, it's why would like it nothing. happen? Though. <laughs> So 2008. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm back. How, how's it going? How are you guys? Hello. I'm doing good. Yeah, good. I, I guess I'll wedge my intro bit in. <laughs> Just introducing <laughs> our names is like such a... Yeah. It's yeah. so stressful. Who are, who, yeah. Are yeah. Who, who, who are you? Who are you? So, I, it's been a while. Who are you guys? That was another quote <laughs> from the movie, actually. Her mom said, who, yeah. who are uh-huh. you? I've got a quote, but I think it might get the video uh, uh, flagged if I say some of the quotes from the movie. Oh, <laughs> the arse. <Yeah. laughs> Copyright strike. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess I'm Alex from IHG. Uh Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in case you're curious, um, the uh, acoustic foam paneling, there's, I haven't glued them yet, but at least the ones that I used the regular adhesive on uh mm. there's two left out of the 20 the rest of oh. off just slowly over time <laughs> okay. i'll just be doing shit at my that desk like oh then. there's another one uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. i gotta get some proper Bummer. glue for that and so hopefully by the <laughs> by the next episode i guess i'm just like oh fuck yeah. you know like gotta pull my whole desk out again and everything's on it and <laughs> get fucking you know stand on a bench to get at the top ones and then even when i had them all up it wasn't even like I don't know. Didn't completely get rid of the echo. So I got to do more shit with this room. Mm, Just an uh, annoying, okay. daunting task. Yeah, I put the noise panel things up too. They keep falling. I yeah, need with more the fuck? tape. <laughs> need a ton of tape on there. You just need to fill the room with stuff. We got like carpets, big curtains. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's it's good. Like, yeah, furniture. it was so effortless in my uh, Vancouver room because there was just it was mm. just crammed with so much shit. But now we got yeah. like more space, and it's like this this. I guess first world problem. <laughs> this, this, the content creator problem, yeah. you know, the trials and tribulations. Blessing and a curse <laughs> at the same time. I love having more space. I love being able to have more space, but fuck, now the audio doesn't sound as good. Got to become a hoarder now. Mm-hmm. No, man. I could fill the room with things like wooden boys. Speaking of that, <laughs> we saw Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> Pinocchio. Not your best segue. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was my best. <laughs> I, I like that. that was, Thank that you. Was good. All right. You're the odd yeah. one out here, Alex. Oh, awesome. <laughs> what do we think? Awesome. The good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what it was year. about 2022, just Pinocchio fever that year. And it's funny mm-hmm. when you search like on IMDb for this movie, like it specifies Guillermo del Toro's. Everyone remember that it's him because you want to distance yourself from the other one as much as possible. And th- they are inverse movies. We're talking about that Zemeckis one. Like that's yeah. an example of how to not make just a movie full stop pretty much. Like just do the inverse and you basically get this. <laughs> the original title for this one was just Pinocchio. And then they were like, we better put Guillermo del Toro's name at the beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I can't really blame them for doing that. But yeah, man, nice season stop motion again. True, stop motion this smooth as well. Like looks great. Oh, you know what's yeah. fucking crazy? I I recognize this just by watching it, and I'm so glad I was proven right. The um the animation team behind this film also worked on the Shivering Truth. I noticed their character models were like pretty similar. Mm. Uh, that's the show, the newest PFFR show. So the people that made Xavier Renegade Angel, Wonder Shows, and 
the Hartshee Holler. Highly, highly recommended, by the way. The Shivering Truth, the Shivering Truth is like maybe their best show. But yeah, just just a little shout out there. Really great animation. Cool. Um, just as great mm-hmm. animation for like television as well on their show. So really great stuff. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed this. Too. Shadow Machine, I think they're called. Uh huh. So yeah, good take on the story. I like what he did with it. Spoilers. More playing with that period, right? Like Mussolini's in the movie and they kind of play with that stuff. I thought that was fun. Oh yeah, spoilers. I guess this is unique. Okay, take we can on just it. talk. This is a spoiler discussion, everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking Pinocchio. Just... It's public domain. Yeah, it's on Netflix. You got no excuse to not. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember when we were talking about that Zemeckis movie, I think you said it, Adam, about how the story is just kind of, like, it's really quite random, like, all over the place. There's nothing yeah. that really connects the it's a, threads. It's a collection of short yeah. stories Pun, that but, Disney decided yeah. to make into a movie one day, and then everybody associates it as being a movie now, even though it wasn't uh-huh. originally. Yeah, so it definitely needed some, like, tweaking and readjusting, and I feel like he did find the right angle by setting it, like, in World War II and having that yeah. Mussolini, and especially giving it that kind of myth interpretation with him continuously dying and really leaning into the whole like yeah, he's not a real boy stuff yeah and the, that was kind of interesting gods and stuff. Right. yeah uh-huh. you could bring out all those like character designs that guillermo is known for and there's, yeah. there's a bunch to like chew on with that yeah yeah you re- i really noticed like the differences and the similarities too like there's such things that aren't exactly the same yeah and there's yeah. things that are like they don't go to pleasure island at all um, yeah, I wasn't afraid yeah, to take out the stuff that like would yeah. have like weighed it down if they felt the need to just uh-huh. shove it in, like the Pleasure Island, like the whole donkey yeah. stuff. Like it didn't, uh-huh. you know, it didn't serve this version of it. So I'm glad they yeah. didn't just shove it in there. Yeah, it was a clever spin, and he like loved the material, or he had like some kind of respect for it. You could tell. It seemed like they made this movie with like. Yeah, love. I'm glad it deviated. Yeah. It deviated where it needed to, to tell the version of the story like he wanted. And I think it pretty much worked. Like, I thought it hit home. Yeah. Like, at the end, especially. Like, the ending of this one, like, compared to the newest one, (laughs) uh, the the Disney one, was really bad, that one. What's interesting about how they deviated is, like, they still managed to include some of the beats of the original story, like, you know, trapped in a whale and, like... All these other yeah, things, the fox but and the that kind of thing. Angle, yeah. When it happened in this story, mm-hmm. it was actually quite fascinating for me because I have watched I don't know like a dozen Pinocchio movies in the past year. My mind is broken. It sucks. It was a, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But despite that, watching this one most recently, when things started coming up, like the you know oh Geppetto's trapped in a whale, blah blah blah, like when he gets eaten. I didn't even see that coming because it just flowed so naturally. And yeah, the, the, the pace when, when it better. got to that point, it wasn't like every single other Pinocchio movie. It's like, oh, we have this on the checklist and we're going into the next scene and because this is on the checklist. It was like, oh, no, like I understood why he was going to uh, like uh, going on a boat to get Pinocchio and why he thought the other movies. He, he just decided, oh, Pinocchio must be in the ocean, even though there was no reason for him to believe that. Mm-hmm. Like that that's like basically mm-hmm. the other movies. It's just like, oh, they get there and they don't care how they get there. But because they cared how the characters were getting from point A to point B here, I never thought I, I, I didn't even have point B in mind. I was just kind of naturally watching the the logical natural direction of of where the story and the characters were going. And so I was like, oh shit, I guess we are getting these beats in the story. It it was really surprising and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When we talked about the Disney one, we mentioned 
how it just it kind of felt like a bunch of short films stitched together and this really didn't have mm. that problem because yeah the pacing was just much better they did a better job of like yeah they did a good job of incorporating characters like into the movie like at multiple points so it didn't just feel like a bunch of short films stitched together it was the most sensible pinocchio plot and it was because they didn't follow it faithfully because <laughs> yeah, yeah like i'm sorry it's public domain it kind of sucks i wish we had more things in the public domain <laughs> we just got the first movie with yeah. sound in it this year in the public domain that's how fucking far back we are we need mm. to adjust, we need this to be a bit more sensible we need we need to skip forward like 50 years so mm-hmm. literally the first movie with sound yeah what if like lord of the rings was public domain yeah why not we get a better yeah. show than amazon made probably just by some yeah. random fans. Yeah, you still get the fan-made stuff. But yeah, like a full-fledged show. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back yeah. on Pinocchio. Um, yeah, the movie looks beautiful. I like the music, too. It's the guy who usually works with Wes Anderson, right? Alexander Desplat. He's worked with Guillermo uh, yeah, Despl- like yeah. twice now already. Too, and it's I kind think. of a musical, too. Like I like the songs they wrote for it. Uh, they were cute. I liked the instrumentation for the songs. Oh, you didn't really like them? I disliked mm. the lyricism and I disliked how brazen the use of autotune was. And <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, it was grating to the ears when it came to the lyricism of most of the songs. The one song, uh, which I think got nominated for a Golden Globe, I forget what it's called, but um, there was one track where I'm like, okay, at least it, at least you can't tell that there's as much auto-tune here and the lyricism isn't as bad on this song. But I, I found it to be a huge problem with most of the songs in the film. Mm, all right. I really yeah. like the score. Yeah. I was more kind of confused how... I was surprised when it's it, it, the songs began. I was like, oh, this is also kind of a musical take as well. But then huge chunks of the mo- movie have like no musical numbers. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so it's what... Is it kind of yeah, it, come and Yeah, go. it didn't really feel like balance in terms of like it. I really don't think of it as a musical like first, even though it has those musical elements. Like I, I didn't need that part of the movie necessarily. There was enough going on for me for that mm-hmm. to like not really need to be there, even though I guess it leans into the, the showman angle and him being like a performer in the movie. Like it's still, yeah, that I part know. really didn't gel with me. Um, yeah, I guess that's fine. I guess you don't like the music to me. It's just kind of, it would kind of be kind of dry without it. Cause it is supposed to be a family film. Like, sort of you know Pinocchio is a family story well, that's one of the things I like about it it's like you're almost missing a beat if you're choosing stop motion as your like medium and you don't kind of have some like terror and scariness in there because it is kind of it's creepy yeah, but it, it almost would have been like too morbid you know like it's like all about <laughs> death and Nazis and this and it's like okay we yeah, need yeah, like something yeah, to break it saying. up like some music yeah. or yeah I get what you're saying too that's what I like though about like the best kind of kids movies are the ones that don't treat them like they're, they're dumb like it's dealing with like yeah. kind of heavy themes and like the, the bad guy like at the end of the movie if we're talking spoilers like he falls off a cliff and like smacks onto a rock and it like doesn't cut away it's like <laughs> kind of like yeah. brutal yeah and the whole, all the World War 2 elements it's like quite heavy I thought when the bomb yeah. went off that like everybody was dead <laughs> I was like it was the type of movie where I like did they just kill everybody it was like what, what's that movie 
yeah what's that movie with the with the nuclear bomb oh yeah that we watched that british yeah. one it's like uh, that threads. Yeah. threads oh threads yeah, yeah yeah it's like that yeah if it, yeah, yeah just hard turn into threads i i wasn't put <laughs> off by the music being in the film i wasn't put off by the ratio of music to non-music because like you know the lion king you don't necessarily think of as a musical but there's tons of musical songs in it in the same way you know a lot of it is without music but i'd want to listen to those outside of the movie oh yeah exactly that's its biggest problem is alexander desplat did a great job arranging the songs musically orchestrally i think that they sounded Mm. good in that sense but like i don't know i forget who wrote the lyrics but they were uh, we were doing a watch along to it and i'm pretty sure someone in chat was like okay yeah they've done like basically nothing this was like their first thing and they were just friends with somebody and (laughs) and so it it kind of shows um yeah fact check me on that if i'm wrong but yeah the the lyricism was so fucking weak at points that it was just it was so disappointing because i'm like you could communicate some of the same things just like in a better way that didn't seem as stupid because the rest of the movie the writing is pretty <laughs> great like everything's so sensible yeah. uh-huh. in terms of how yeah. characters are motivated and you know the the humor mostly lands and then yeah just some parts of the movie like the poop song like that was the one part where i'm like okay you're trying to be funny and it's not landing and it's just kind of weird and then fuck that auto tune <laughs> it's just absolutely horrendous for every character that isn't pinocchio the auto tune is just like, ooh, like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least yeah, at least the Pinocchio character seems to match what the auto auto tune is turning it into enough that it's not as noticeable. But fuck, very very yeah. missed opportunity with the music. It's holding it back, in my opinion. But yeah, to me that was really the only thing that bothered me as far as like presentation and everything. Everything else was like really consistent for me and surprising and yeah, surprisingly dark, all those character designs. I one of the like most insulting, annoying things about that Zemeckis Pinocchio to me was that they didn't even like try or care about like the design of the characters or especially like Pinocchio. Yeah. There's so much room to like do something with that character design. And I love the like one ear and have the stump of the wood on the back of his head and the bullet hole that he gets. It's like just implementing the ideas in a much smarter way and like bringing the whole uh, lying nose growth thing and it's kind of how they get out the whale at the end. Like it's it's way more thoughtful, like yeah. a nice spin on the, the stuff you kind of expect. Uh-huh. Just the acting was much better in this too. Oh, much better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From everybody, much, but much better cast. Oh, fucking! Who uh-huh. was the monkey again? It was like, was it Kate Blanchett or who was it? Tilda Swinton. Oh, was it? I didn't was know it Tilda, that. No, Tilda Swinton was the oh, no, um, she was the chimera or whatever. Yeah, I think it was Kate Blanchett <laughs> doing the monkey character. Let yeah, me just double it check was. this. And that uh-huh. was like a no, weirdly expressive vocal performance for that too like i thought that was Mm -hmm. awesome that's funny i I was shocked to have like that kind of a side uh comic relief yeah kate blanchett is spazette i forget how they pronounced it and then yeah christoph waltz um Mm -hmm. yeah tilta swinton is the moon mood wood spray i like david bradley as geppetto Yeah. yeah he's great yeah we got it, Ewan, which is a pretty nice step up from mm-hmm. uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Pinocchio. Yeah, he was much better. <laughs> oh, he his, was his so was much better. His fucking <laughs> cricket voice or whatever. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie, yeah, he fucking sucked. I lowered my right. rating for that. Yeah, yeah man. I, I just kept, I just kept thinking back to that one. I'm like, that movie fucking sucked. That's this maybe like, like so one of better. the worst voice performances I've ever heard. 
one that like stands out in an already bad movie like just how... one of the worst movies like of the year yeah. i don't know what they were thinking yeah that whole movie is a disaster right this was so much better so much better yeah so i would say this probably has the best shot at winning uh like best animated feature I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, Academy likes Guillermo. What, what Pixar movie was it up against? Because that's normally what Steve's uh, like, like Pixar's just been at all of it. Lightyear and Turning Red. Yeah, this is much oh, better. Yeah, Turning Red might uh, get it, actually. You're right. Maybe. It won't It won't be Lightyear. We'll see. we'll see what happens. The Academy likes Guillermo. This was better than Lightyear, that's for sure. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it's just not even nominated? That would be funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at this point, I wouldn't even be surprised. It's the Academy. Yeah. COVID. I'm just thinking about it. This story is like so saturated to the point, like just seeing Puss in Boots the other day, like Jiminy Cricket, like is in that movie as well. It's like just, just never ended. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that. <laughs> we could talk about that next time. Yeah, yeah. Puss in Boots was good. I really liked it. Another animated movie, better than Lightyear. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like these tiny little changes to the familiar story that make things so much more motivated like you know the the cricket character in this one being like no that's my home and it's like okay i get why you're you know around this mm-hmm. character living with them not yeah. just like oh yeah. you're just here because the omniscient story character told you to do this it's just like oh okay like yeah, he actually makes no sense there's a motivated reason why he's sort of attached to this wooden boy mm-hmm. like he was living yeah. that was his tree home before right so tiny things like that Mm -hmm. and just what they do with the characters is just so much more purposeful and emotionally effective like what 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 they did with geppetto essentially like it's more or less his arc rather than pinocchio's Mm -hmm. it's it's a story about geppetto learning to become a father i think that was guillermo that said that like in an interview right so yeah a nice twist on the story and I really, really don't want to stop talking about this before we mention the uh, character design. I think you mentioned it briefly, Alex, but mm-hmm. watching this film is such a breath of fresh air because what Guillermo is able to do with creature design and just character design in, in general it makes me wish he was working on like every fucking animated movie because it, it's, yeah. it's so you don't realize how bad it is particularly like we we all talk about how bad it is but when we see a film do it right and it's so consistent we're like oh wow every character design is like unique and interesting and just looks cool it's aesthetically pleasing meanwhile we have all these fucking like you know ugly sonic and like fucking detective pikachu (laughs) like garbage like everything just looks like uncanny valley i'm like wow yeah. like fucking minions and yeah <laughs> that kind of shit yeah it's either that or the blandness of like even like pixar at this oh, point oh yeah where everything has to look a certain stuff way like turning red but uh-huh. like yeah all the humans kind of look the same yeah. way and all those big disney movies like they always have a kind of similar look going on it's only yeah it's only more recently that's just going out of those bounds just a little bit yeah other than turning red yeah turning red was like the only one and even that mm-hmm. it's like not it's still this more of the same it's a, like it, turning red had differences compared to other pixar movies in terms of how their style operated and the color and it's like oh yeah i appreciated that you know i pointed that out but like yeah it still looks exactly like a pixar movie and just like it's it, it still looks way too similar <laughs> again it's it's better than lightyear it's maybe yeah. a low bar yeah. but that's 
It's better than Lightyear. Yeah, it all feels kind of standardized. Yeah. Similar. So yeah. this kind of stuff really stands out. It's just another symptom of, you know, movies being a business because it really takes something mm-hmm. like Spider-Verse being successful and winning like best animated feature for studios mm-hmm. to be like, oh, wait, we can be stylistic and not sacrifice <laughs> making money. Yeah. Like, oh, you can actually do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad that we're entering a, a, you know, we're kind of going in the direction where you can see like, oh, you can have it stylized too. And you don't have to lose money because of it. It doesn't have to look the exact same as mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah. Make a good but, movie. In a way, mm-hmm. the the economics of it are almost forcing them down that lane. Because, yeah. like, Lightyear wasn't, like, a big financial success like they were no. hoping, right? And that's, like, yeah. the most generic looking, like... That's, like, the exact example we're talking about, like, the bored exactly. visual style of it, where you could have yeah. done, like, so much, like, fun. You could have done, like, a retro kind of 60s aesthetic or something. And really, there's, like, so much you can do, especially with animation. So it's It was just- a movie Andy saw in the 90s. It was retro. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. damn. Um, yeah, uh, this, I really like the design of Pinocchio in this. I like that he mm-hmm. kind of has a tree bark texture, like, over his whole body. Like, that was different for me. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, yeah, there's so much, like creative decisions yeah that's another advantage of stop motion is everything has like a, a certain texture to it and all the imperfections mm-hmm. that come with it it's like a, yeah it's mm-hmm. always visually kind of stimulating the cricket looks great yeah yeah the after looks the afterlife stuff looked cool it was very like glowing yeah and ethereal. great set fun great like yeah. color palette and oh, just yeah. like very atmospheric environments you know yeah there's just something about stop motion so much fun like, I love seeing the process behind making I mean, it. Yeah, you can do it in any medium, but like... Yeah, but like stop motion is so cool to see, even the behind the oh scenes. Yeah, like, I, I was looking, they have like the different scales of Pinocchio. It's fun. I just wish more movies did this. Uh-huh, yeah. It just feels like, it feels like they're, it just, when you see it done right, it's like, oh, wait, there's, you can actually just do this. And there's talented people that, yeah. you know, any movie could hire any Hollywood big production mm-hmm. film, you would just have to hire some talented people to do that instead of... Ugh, it's just so frustrating and, and annoying Yeah, that we don't have this <laughs> as like a standard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, or like it's... We'll get it, but at the expense of something. Like the last time I remember, I remember being wowed by stop motion on this kind of level was Kubo and the Two Strings, but like the writing just wasn't there. Like it, it didn't have concepts that like, or characters that you really remember. So this is like yeah. the whole package instead of just like that, that one element being known. Yeah. I think the story of this was much better. Yeah. It took from a story that I knew a bit better and yeah, it had more of a clever spin on it. Whereas Kubo, I don't know if that was his story. I think it might've been some legend or something, but it's just, yeah. I didn't really care for the story in that or like I did in this. I really like the ending too. I just want to mention, like, I had a yeah. good emotional, like, heart, whatever. It had heart to the ending. Yeah, it did. You actually like felt sad. It was like great, unlike the uh, the Robert Zemeckis disaster. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. the whole like existential threat, like of of the main character, like with with him dying, he gets like hit by a car like early on and. Just that whole angle of describing it. Yeah, every time you die, yeah. you're going to be stuck here for longer and longer. It's like, these are like kind of deep concepts to be throwing, especially at kids to be thinking about. It's like mm-hmm. a really cool idea. Yeah, he gets shot <laughs> by Mussolini. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was Tom Kenny voicing Mussolini. 
Yeah. It's just a lot of good actors in this. Oh, awesome. SpongeBob Alini. Yeah. Cool. Some yeah. other ones. John Turturro, Tim Blake Nelson. I think he yeah. did a couple of voices. Finn Wolfhart, Ron Perlman. Yeah. I think I said Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Great cast. Yeah, I don't know what else to say aside from it looked beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. It was a great take on the story that was actually justified. Like, I was like, oh, I'm glad they made this movie because I really enjoyed it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm giving this one Yep. a 7 out of 10. Loved it. Breath of Fresh Air held back by the fucking auto-tune and the bad lyrics and <laughs> songs that, I mean were well arranged musically for the most part but jesus christ just just fixed a couple things and it would just wouldn't hold it back as much Ugh. well i mm. like the song so four stars for pinocchio Wa-bam. for guillermo del toro's pinocchio yeah that's yeah, the title yeah. make sure you specify yeah. you don't want people thinking yeah. it was the zemeckis uh yeah i'm right there <laughs> with you ralph this is a, a four star eight out of ten for me um yeah i love the darkness love that stop motion Every element of it, aside from the music for me, is the only thing that's kind of just doesn't feel that necessary to me. Or something else could have been done there, rearranged. I don't know. That was like a a, a weaker point for me. But overall, yeah, exactly what what we want to be seeing from animation specifically as well. Um, Just the perfect combo. Mm -hmm. Yep. Glad we all liked it. All right. Uh, We all saw Glass Onion. A Knives Out mystery. Yeah, it's kind of like they're adding the Guillermo thing out of fear. Like they had to put a Knives Out mystery out of fear. Onion. Onion. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. There's like a one of the... If you search like how to dice an onion on YouTube, like the one I think with the most views is just... You know, it's a tutorial on how to do it, but the guy, the guy, the chef pronounces it onion about like 800 times in the video, and it's really funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Like the rock talking about Black Adam on his Instagram. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's just this video going around of him like driving somewhere and he's talking about the box office performance, and every three words he says the words Black Adam. Black Adam. It's like, oh, that's so- funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but, but glass onion, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. 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 We're not talking about The Rock. We're talking about <laughs> Dave Batista, who's never been in a bad movie ever. Dave Batista has a much better like career. He does. So far. He cares about playing characters, it seems. That kind of seems to be the difference. Instead of playing himself, he'll actually be someone who isn't him, which is quite cool. He does have <laughs> a bit more range than The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. His, his characters that he plays seem to be a bit more varied than The Rock. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can at least name two movies that are good that he's in, whereas I don't think I could do that with yeah. The Rock. <laughs> What was it called? Mm-hmm. I Spy? What was the one? <laughs> Wait, with what? The rock? With Dave Batista in it? Oh, I would oh. say like Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. I was trying to name a bad this. one. I just forgot the title. Yeah. Oh, a bad one. Yeah. Okay. It's not that he hasn't been in a bad movie, but he's been in more He's been in more good movies than Dwayne Johnson. My Spy. Oh, no, that. I, yeah, yeah. So the reason why I say that, the reason why I say that is because he... I forget who he was dissing, but he's like, no, I'm only in good movies. He's I think like, it was The Rock. I think it? maybe he was dissing The Rock. 
Oh, Dave Bautista <laughs> said that. But this was around the time where he there were ads out for My Spy, which just looked very bad, and so I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah I see what you're saying. Also, he was in Army of the Dead, okay? That's one I have seen all the way through. That was a bad movie. Oh, my yeah, God. Okay. I completely forgot about that movie. Uh-huh, yeah, that's right. That. So he's in, well, he's in right. Dune. Mm-hmm. He's in Guardians. He's good in Dune. And he's in yep. fucking Blade Runner 2049. So, mm-hmm. And he's in Glass Onion. 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 <laughs> Onion. How'd you feel about it? I was, I thought it was good, but not great. I liked the first one a lot more. I like both. Yeah. I like the first one more, but I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much there with you guys. I do, I do prefer Knives Out. Um, but I just liked how it was a sequel that was different. Like it, it didn't, it's not even necessarily like a sequel. Like it really could take place before it doesn't really matter like yeah it's just well the original title was just glass onion without the whole knives out story tagged on the bottom but i think netflix made ryan johnson scared. do that He was probably pissed about, yeah i think he was pissed about it actually <laughs> he just didn't like that um which is fair i mean it kind of just works on its own right because it really it's like a murder mystery with daniel craig aside from that it's like its own thing and i like it as its own thing it had a very clever story and concept like, I like that it's kind of like, it's like, when you think about it, like when you don't compare it to Knives Out and just watch it as its own thing, it's like a lot of fun. I think it's when you yeah. start comparing the two that you see like the similarities and where kind of where the first one's a bit better. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would feel much different. I was just like, not that interested in the mystery in this one. I thought that like some of the characters the, were. Yeah, the mystery is not quite as strong. Yeah, more fun. I, just, I think the first one was a little more subtle. If if you're functioning as kind of a whodunit, I had more investment in trying to figure things out in the first film, whereas this one I just didn't care, and it just seemed like it was just going to be, you know, difficult to decipher no matter what sort of thing, whereas like the first one yeah. I was actually kind of playing along with it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like more invested in like the Ana de Armas character, I think, in the first one than I was in like the Janelle. Monet. Yeah, yeah, she's a good like character to center around. Yeah, I don't know how much of spoilers we want to get into. Let's spoil like, the whole movie. Point. I'll just say spoilers. Just I'm just gonna say spoilers now in case something like we're spoiling leaks it. out because there's like a lot of shit going on. In the I movie. did it. Yeah, yeah, you could like spoil something by accident. But yeah, I just I was more invested in that first movie story and like even like the the allegory of like it's about like a privileged family, right? And like their their like nurse for their dad gets like all the money. It's like a fun concept and there's like some kind of fun like commentary there too with subtext yeah. or whatever. Here it's like Yeah. I guess there's that going on with Edward Morton. It just wasn't as like, you know, subtle to me or I don't even... It was just more fun in the more first one. purposeful, even. Exactly. Yeah, subtle is a good way to put it. But, but that's the thing, though. Glass Onion does seem purposeful, because it's kind of baked into the the title, you know? It's referencing yeah. that, that Beatles song that is right. purposefully Which is kind in of the credits. nonsense, just uh-huh. to kind of mock the audience that loved look, like reading into Beatles lyrics. So having this metaphor of the Glass Onion that's like, yeah, it's got all these layers, but you can see right through it. It's quite a fun, like wink and nod to the audience and through these characters that even though it was written probably over a year ago kind of parody exactly what is going on in pop culture right now with this this edward norton character who is like a a bunch of billionaire kind of tropes kind of 
put into one and people seeing the like similarities with the Elon Musk or the or the yeah, Dave Batista character Musk. that is kind of like a an Andrew Tate kind of <laughs> yeah or Andrew sort Tate, of parody yeah. yeah like one of these like yeah yeah for sure that 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 side of it I do like despite that that lack of subtlety in the whole just the family framing of the of Knives Out it's kind of like more it seemed more kind of realistic and relatable and the the kind of political commentary yeah as you were saying is a lot more subtle and expressive and but but I, I i do like the fact that they're kind of inverse of each other like that and they still feel like they're in the same universe and they're just kind of connected with this one yeah investigator character it's very it's like really fun um i was never mm-hmm. really bored and i i just want to see like more of these i could imagine yeah i'll watch the like, third one me too there'll be a third yeah, one. yeah I exactly. see another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, do, it does well yeah it feels just like an Ag- agatha christie kind of novel and you can imagine just pulling out three or four of these and them all like having a different setting and a different cast of characters and it's more like just what mood you're looking for that day kind of thing with the with the cast of characters being the being the draw uh-huh. yeah i when it mentioning subtlety i feel like this suffered from some sort of like sequel syndrome where i'm sure we've seen this a bunch of times where oh this is the second movie so everything's bigger now and it's just like it felt like way mm-hmm. too showy in terms of what it was trying to do <laughs> like the whole like cg explosion and fucking all that you know nonsense and yeah it's now it's a big giant o- yeah, big mansion, island, island and like yeah. there's more With money and like there's more celebrities and stuff yeah. it's just like it felt a little too showy and it didn't i i didn't really feel impressed by that you know especially when some of the cg was kind of bad too i like yeah. the more subtle ones though like the references to like jared leto's kombucha or whatever like jeremy yeah, yeah, hot yeah. sauce that Stuff was like funny. that that's like fine. it's like a more yeah but it was like serena williams like showing up on the monitor yeah that was kind of like i was like what i just i don't feel i don't feel like a whodunit mystery benefits from being big and showy you know Mm-hmm. I feel like those things are like almost a little contradictory, at least for my taste. I, I see what you're saying too. Yeah, I feel like it, at least with the setting being like this, this billionaire, powerful guy, and all these powerful people, it, at least it's kind of like baked into the story. It doesn't feel like it's purely mm-hmm. just trying to show off to show off. It yeah, it is kind of acknowledged. It's not. Yeah, yeah it's not like ignoring that fact, especially if we do get other ones. And we'll see what happens with the third movie. Yeah, exactly. It kind of we'll see where it fits and that kind of thing. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? I thought that Edward Norton was the funniest personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really liked Edward favorite. Norton in this. Yeah, he was probably my favorite, just in terms of the performance. He's a great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really good in this. I'm glad he's being used more in that way in recent years. Yeah. Lots of Wes Anderson, you know. Yeah, he's he's got a great sense of yep. like comedic pacing and delivery. Yeah, yeah. But everyone just seems like they're having so much fun. It's very funny. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the whole cast just seems like they're enjoying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Kate Hudson was great. Yeah, she seemed like she was having. Oh, a lot she of was fun. fun too. Yeah, yeah. Her character yeah, is like her. total, you know, idiot. <laughs> She's not very bright. Um. I like how they kind of worked COVID into the storyline, too. That was kind of fun. Yeah, not like a lot of movies do all, that. They're all wearing masks, but they kind of played with it. And then Ethan Hawke briefly shows up and kind of injects all of them with uh, some kind of shit in their oh, mouth yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's just in that one scene. I'm like, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Celebrity cameo. Those are always fun. 
Yeah, I like Ryan Johnson. Um, I also missed in the first one, he was kind of like saying fuck you to the people who hated Last Jedi, right? With like the, yeah, yeah, for like sure. Like the kind of teenage boy character is the, the not to boy in the bathroom or whatever, masturbating mm-hmm. or whatever he says to him. Yeah, that's, that's not really in this one. I guess it's there. Yeah, it's just not, no, it's not really in this one at all, unless it's like, it's counting, making fun of Elon Musk. Yeah, not that side of it, but one of the complaints I've seen is more so like the, the Twitterisms or kind of, yeah. you know, like that kind of side of it, like building in the Andrew Tate character, the, uh, the like kombucha line that you already mentioned and stuff like that. But that's more of a taste thing, I think, depending on that. That never really pulled me out of the movie because I feel like it was kind of consistently sort of silly. Like it's like he's in the bath, like at the beginning, Daniel Craig, like playing among us. Like it, <laughs> it's, a, it's like a silly tone. And I oh, feel yeah. like it. It stays yeah. true to itself. Hugh know? Grant is his uh, husband. <laughs> yeah, he opens the door. He's like in a pink apron. Like they just set that up. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But yeah, it's just like they they try to like expand like the Daniel Craig character in this movie. He's like, I don't know. I th- I think he is like a fun character to make movies with. Like I could see like five more movies with him. Yeah, exactly. Easily. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see more of him. Yeah, I just love Daniel Craig. Like he's got so much versatility in like the the kind of performances he can give and this is like yeah i love this character i want to see more of him it's very different than something like james bond where he was very dapper here he's like kind of yeah that that like texas accent or whatever he's doing it's like yeah kind of brilliant like and the the references he makes like when he referenced um 2010 that was great. That was really funny. The, it's full of oh, stars. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm the only mm. person in the theater who understands this. Yeah, it's, that's, that's <laughs> right exactly now. how I felt. I mean, it's all like, full of yeah, My me. God, it's all full of stars. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke for only yeah. me in the audience here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was really funny. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's just like the little references like that were great. Yeah. And you've seen it twice, haven't you, Ralph? Like, I've heard that it... It kind of works yeah. better a second time almost. Yeah, it's fun seeing it the second time because you know what's going to happen and you pick up on certain things, yeah. Like, there's tons of things I noticed the second time that I didn't notice the first time. I'm making my own review of it, mm-hmm. so I'll mention, like, one thing. But, yeah, like it's just, yeah, it's a fun movie. You want to rewatch it because, yeah, that, that mystery is so fun. There's, like, all these little, like, fun payoffs and gags and whatever, like, good character writing. Yeah. It's very um, plot-driven, too. Like, Ryan Johnson's just... He's such a good writer. I've always liked his stuff. I've always been a fan of him. He's an interesting character that I will continue to watch more films from. Yeah. I like a lot of his movies. Yeah. He's kind of sassy in the way he puts things together. All the way since, like, Brick, because that was kind of like a a mystery story, like, set in a high school, wasn't it? So That's the only one I haven't seen. Oh, really? Yeah. I like Brick. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard. What's the other one? Was it Brothers Bloom? Did he do that? No, I don't. Oh, that's the one I haven't seen. Did he do um, what? He, he did one he with what? One? He did one with like Mark Ru- Ruffalo or something. Yeah, I'm just. It's the one thing in his catalog I haven't seen. Brothers Bloom. Is that what it was called? Yeah, oh, he did. It might not be. Yeah. Okay, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I guess I haven't seen that. That either, was so. him. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I thought yeah. I was only missing one. See, see, <laughs> yeah, Brothers Bloom, <laughs> Looper, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i like looper last jedi's i like it's all right last jedi's all right um i feel like after last looper jedi more like blooper oh after last jedi he's kind of entered like a new era of like his movies which, yeah that sassiness the sassiness is like up 
like 10% or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's weird. Everyone's in a feedback Mm -hmm. loop where like now everyone has to watch his movies to be a part of like some weird cultural conversation, no matter what he makes. (laughs) And then he's also at the same time trying to like respond to this weird twitter shit within his movies and it's just like yeah it's such a it's so bizarre that makes me want to see his movies more even if i don't enjoy every one that makes me just like okay i wonder i wonder what everyone's take on this one will be (laughs) like i wonder if it'll do something to piss people off Uh, yeah it definitely works like but so many people have had meltdowns on twitter about glass onion specifically it's like really Uh embarrassing like man yeah it's really not that big a deal to me but yeah, I like him. He's, he's an interesting director. I haven't bothered to look into it. Mm-hmm. I know that some people yeah. absolutely hate this movie, but I couldn't tell you why. Oh, yeah. Didn't Ben Shapiro say something about this? Yeah, Ben yeah. Shapiro had like one of, of like, a whole thread yeah. about it. Um, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a lot funny. Of people oh, yeah. The point of the movie. It's coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming back to me. There was some good shit there. Yeah. They kind of missed, missed the point of like the concept of the movie, which is the glass onion. Like it's yeah. supposed to be like hidden in plain sight is the thing, the whole mystery. So they're like, oh, it's so obvious or like it's so stupid. It's like you're not missing or like you're missing the point of like the, the Edward Norton character and like the whole point of the movie really um <laughs> yeah there's like the mechanics of the plot and then there's like the the fun of the story and how you know the lines of the of dialogue and just mm-hmm. where it goes and there's, there's like more going on than just that one side of it I don't, yeah I don't know. if you want to call them critics they're, they're not really critics like ben shapiro's well not a critic. i just find it so interesting and amusing that like if this exact same movie had come out but wasn't directed by ryan johnson like 90% of these people wouldn't be talking about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, even if it was just as big of a movie, even if it was, like, <laughs> had just as many people watching it, like, a lot yeah. of these people just... Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't be a part of, like, the cultural conversation because it's not Ryan Johnson. Let's see, yeah. It's the Star Wars like, curse, man. Ben Shapiro <laughs> would not be talking about it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's funny. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I won't be seeing it a second time. Uh you know, there's some things I liked about it. Some, you know, loved Edward Norton. Decently shot. Music was good. Um, yeah. Didn't, not a big fan of the whole showiness. Not a big fan of the CG. The fire looked like shit. Um, and yeah, just not as compelling <laughs> for me as the first film. I'm giving it a six out of 10. It was decent. Not a, not a terrible movie, in my opinion. Yeah. I've got, I've got the same rating as you as a six out, a high, Six out of ten or three star. I'd be willing to watch it again, though. I did just find it fun and kind of silly, and I do like just kind of how out there it is with these characters, and it does feel like a an original throwback to this Agatha Christie kind of story, but without completely aping it. And as I say, I, yeah, I'd be down to watch like three, four of these movies. I think it's just such a fun, central character to kind of build around, and just murder mysteries, man, though. They're enjoyable. And I think as you were saying, Ralph, with the, if Knives Out didn't exist, and maybe if this was the first one, then I don't know. Yeah. Comparing it to that. Yeah. I just, I just preferred Knives Out overall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still did enjoy it a lot. Ryan Johnson, it seems like his intent is them for, for them to be like kind of separate, which is fine. That's yeah. how I kind of look at it. I, I prefer Knives Out. Yeah. But this one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like we're saying, very funny, great cast of actors they got. I would definitely see more. Yeah, I think I I think I had more fun with it than you guys. I'd give it four stars. 
and I saw it twice, and I'd see it again. Supposedly, Ryan Johnson originally wanted Daniel Craig to be doing completely different accents in each films without Uh explaining it. Yeah. That would have been a bad idea. (laughs) That would have been bad. I'm I'm glad they just stuck with this Texas. I think I'm comfortable with Daniel Craig playing Foghorn Leghorn. I think I'm good yeah, with that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> yeah, that might have pushed the silliness almost like too far. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was dope. We had a film recommendation from Ralph. Yeah. What was it again? Yeah, I, I recommended Mean Girls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's a good movie directed by Mark Waters. I think Tina Fey wrote it, right? Yeah. She yeah, she wrote uh either yeah. the whole thing or part yeah, of it. She did yeah. Screenplay. yeah, one of the writers at least. Yeah. And it's about Lindsay Lohan's a new kid in a in a high school and she like befriends a clique of of girls called the plastics. And it's just kind of about like, yeah, like high school drama. So it's based um, off it's kind of a, a book different movie for us <laughs> called Queen oh, Bees and Wannabes, really? and then Tina Fey adapted that into a screenplay. Is what it looks like. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, but I don't think the book was fiction. I think it was more like a non-fiction kind of advice book or something like that. That's what I was going to ask. Is that like is it a, like a a narrative book or is it like kind of like what they do with Fantastic Beasts? I guess where it's just like a book of mm. beasts or whatever. Yeah, it's just like they, they, it seems like they kind of like wrote this whole narrative, like original narrative for this movie. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. But yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was funny. I like the characters. I like Lindsay Lohan in it actually. A lot of like actors that are kind of big now that I don't think they were, have that like the status they do now, like at the time. Mm. Like I don't know how famous like, like Amanda Seyfried were or like Lizzie Kaplan. But yeah, I thought they were all good in this. I thought Amy Poehler was fun. She was fun, yeah. Yeah, they got like, yeah, a lot of like good actors in this, and yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I love Tim Meadows. I want to see him in more comedy things. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. He's got such a unique cadence. Like the way I he delivers it. lines is like <laughs> is really funny. It always catches you off guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to see him in more stuff too. He was like one of the funniest yeah. parts of Walk Hard. Hmm. He's like, you don't want you don't want no part of this, do we? <laughs> that whole scene. I don't know if you've seen the movie. It's really funny. You can find yeah. that on YouTube, actually. It's just one of the funniest. It's a funny movie. Yeah, it's it's uh not a bad movie. It is very much kind of a time capsule for two thousands movies set in high schools. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got the editing and soundtrack choices that are kind of familiar to the time. Mm-hmm. Fucking Missy Elliott. Love that shit. Love her music. Uh, yeah. Pass that Dutch. Soundtracks vary of the time, yeah. Yeah. Some weird choices here and there, but... <laughs> that was my like favorite part of it, was that time capsule, capsule nature with the... <laughs> especially with the dialogue like just remembering like oh yeah man like during this era every other word was the the arsler man like it's just <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's what i was really enjoying from it because this is one of those you know it's one of those cult classic movies where like so many people grew up with this but it, it was never really on my ra- radar with it being you know it's like about girls in high school and all the cliques and stuff like it was never really <laughs> my cup of tea so and i don't have like a sister or anything so i never 
I never really checked it out. Although it, you do just pick up things here and there. It's like constantly referenced. Uh, everyone kind of knows Mean Girls. It's one of those. Yeah, um, everybody saw it. That's kind of why I recommended it, yeah. It's got some like good people attached to it. I just looked at the wiki for... So I don't know if you were aware of this because you might be a bit too young for it, but the Black Eyed Peas song, Let's Get It Started... Yeah, it was yeah, originally yeah. let's get it arslered. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> or let's that. get yeah. it. And, yeah. and that I'm looking this up right now. This came out, this was released in 2004, which is the same year yeah. that Mean Girls was released. So it's actually kind of funny that they both oh, kind of it? fit into that. Yeah, literally no, I the same year. A few months back. Yeah. You actually, like, you have to find it on YouTube because if you try and find it on their Spotify, oh, yeah, they it's erased like not it. there. So it's a bit, they yeah, pretended yeah. it doesn't yeah. exist. But yeah, yeah I yeah. would encourage everybody listening right now to look up Let's Get Arslurred by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, and you can it's hear them really saying it. It's crazy. It's awesome. Uh-huh. And it was on the radio. It wasn't a bad mm-hmm. word at the time. It, that was that was the uh, that killed the arsler was yeah. the black eyed peas. <laughs> yeah, they killed a lot of things. It was yeah. a very different time. Yeah, it was very, very different, different time. time. It's one of those things where it's like I don't know, like people, like the word "dumb" was like a medical term. Like even the arsler was a medical term. You know, like mm. so it was like queer was as well, right? Yeah, I think "dumb" means like you're mute or or deaf or something. But yeah, I, the way that words evolve, it's kind of like when when we're using words to describe like a mental deficiency as an insult i think we're playing kind of a losing game because the pen it's just going to sure. keep shifting like okay like now uh-huh. people are going to use the word autistic or something it's like okay well like how, yeah. how what what word are people going to use next like it's we're going to start with something that means something initially medical and then it's going to turn into an insult just because of how people use it and then you can't say it and then you can't say that medically yet, anymore it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's a losing game with that word and or description. So, you know, like if, if like, uh, <laughs> here's an example. If pedophiles want to be called maps, it doesn't really matter because maps will just mean the bad thing too. <laughs> like then maps will just have, <laughs> like, okay, call yourselves maps. It doesn't matter. Like you could, the, the word will have just as negative of a connotation as pedophile. Man, I wasn't expecting maps to come up in, yeah. in the Mean Girls discussion. I, if they want to call themselves minor attracted pedophiles, that's fine by me. Bazinga. <laughs> Speaking of pedophiles, uh, Oddly sexualized uh, characters <laughs> in this film. <laughs> yeah, especially that whole like Santa scene where they're doing that on the stage. Yeah, I guess I should say Ephibophiles or whatever if people are going to be like really into the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, this is part of like Lindsay Lohan's downfall is that not only was she a child oh. star, but she was weirdly sexualized as a child star. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah. So I think she was 18 when this was filmed. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what a quick wiki search told me or Google search. Um, but still, even before this film, like she was, <laughs> that was like a part of her thing. Remember, like this, she's in the same kind of generation yeah. as like Britney Spears was. Like w- when she made mm-hmm. the song Hit Me Baby One More Time, like I think she literally was 16, Britney Spears. And like that was an really? insanely, yeah, that was an incredibly sexualized oh, music video yeah. and like overall presence, right? Like we, we see this happening to different degrees time and time again, you know, it's like a girl hits puberty and then you market that and it's like, eh, well, 
you know, <laughs> like I thought we were in a society that was saying that like it's probably bad if you <laughs> if you're attracted to someone under the age of eighteen. But then, yeah, you know, it seems like a lot of industries are kind of like, well, maybe you know, they're like trying to push that. It's like, oh, well. they 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 kind of prod at it. They prod at it a little bit in the movie, don't they? There's that kind of background character, the little sister who's like watching like a spring break type thing, and she like pulls her shirt up, like copying it and. It's not like a big like part of the movie or anything, but it's at least sprinkled in there. A yeah, bit. it's self-aware enough where you can argue like, okay, that's a part of the commentary of the film. Yeah, you know, it's not as bad as like Cuties. Isn't it? No, you know? <laughs> which yeah. I've never seen that, but yeah, Same. it yeah, just doesn't either. seem it as looks blatant. boring. Yeah, mm-hmm. and French. Yeah, I mean, there was yeah. there was some really surprising things about it to me, like the whole. <laughs> the the africa thing where like she was homeschooled and like lived in africa most of her life so they have these like crazy jokes with the, with it like yes yeah, so it reminded me of being at the watering hole so then everyone's oh, yeah. like on all yeah. fours i, I like, think i think that kind of bothered me a little more than yeah what you guys are saying because <laughs> oh, yeah? i didn't really yeah the like like the, the humor like toward the beginning we're like oh we have an african exchange student and she looks at like the only like black girl in the room oh yeah i forgot about yeah. that yeah like those jokes that bothered Man. me more than like what are you guys talking about? <laughs> they, uh, they actually they drop an n an n word as well. Oh, I don't even remember in the subtitles. Like the Asian characters towards the end. Oh like yeah, speaking, I remember that. They, yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh this, God, is, this, this is my first is time watching it. So yeah, crazy. I didn't expect that in this movie. I, I definitely there's you know this kind of had a bit more of an edge than I expected from like the marketing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Was it was it the movie or was this era just kind of? It was the era like that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Just com- yeah. It was just comedy. It was the year. This was this exact same year as Team America: World Police, also two thousand four. Oh, that was funny. a very edgy yeah, movie. Yeah. Very yeah. funny movie. This is around the same time as like. You know, a lot of edginess on South Park on television. We had like Drawn Together was like a 2003 or four show, like around that era. Wonder Shows in is in this area. Like mid 2000s, the entire cultural shift was like, what? You're going to tell me I can't say something? Beep. Like it was just like, yeah, it, yeah. the whole point was that we're saying it because we're being told not to say it. Eminem Mm -hmm. had like a bunch of his most successful albums coming out like early 2000s and like, you know, just so much. It it was a different time period and a different cultural conversation. Yeah, but it was really interesting. Like I I like kind of edgy stuff as long as it's funny, you know? Yeah, I think you could say too, in this case, for this movie, it's trying to be authentic to kind of how teenagers would probably talk. And yeah, like, Teenagers in high school, they'd probably have no filter. They'd probably be saying all kinds of, you Especially know, 2004, mean yeah, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So I think it's, you could also argue that. And I'd say, like, yeah, that's entirely fair. Like, I, I think it did kind of feel authentic in certain ways to how the, uh, like kids would be at that time and these characters would be. I definitely felt that. Uh, I liked everybody in it. I thought Amanda Seyfried was funny. I liked her whole gag. This that she was like kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. really good. Uh huh. There were some good performances in it. The other girl who, um, what was the, the quote at the beginning that like you said? Like it, it all like ties into it's that. So fetch. Yeah, like the whole fetch mm-hmm. thing. That's like that's when she turns on Rachel McAdams and it's like, that's it. I gotta. I'm gonna betray her now, and that's like her the start of her downfall. I like that character. <laughs> that was a fun character. Yeah, it's like yeah. fun. Yeah, like the you know the the. 
whatever dude that Lindsay Lohan's fawning over. Fun characters in this. No one's like annoying really, except maybe like the other kid in like the math leak there. His jokes were kind of annoying where he was like ripping his shirt off or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like <laughs> a little much. Aside from that, I I just thought the movie was fun. I I wasn't really expecting too much from it. Yeah, it was actually better than I was expecting. Um, I get the cult status it has. Yeah, it's like funny. Yeah, cute. it's it's interesting that this film is like kind of a classic in a way because <laughs> you you wouldn't really expect it based on what it appears to be on surface level. You know, it almost feels like a Disney Channel movie, but just an edgier version of that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's much more of an yeah, edge. Yeah, that was always my perception just from seeing like the poster and how, how it looked without seeing it. Um, yeah, like that, that whole gag with the the bus like crash. Like that really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting yeah. that kind yeah. of thing to happen within, <laughs> within the movie. That was Yeah. Yeah, just crazy. Some of the best parts of the movie for me are like the slapstick moments because they're just so outrageously over the top. That you kind of just have to assume that, you know, there's a bit of self-awareness to it. Like when she falls in the garbage, <laughs> it's just like, that was so out of yeah. nowhere. And it was like so exaggerated. And again, yeah, like the bus, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. Final Destination shit in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it ends yeah. like Final Destination, yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it if it just like cut to credits, like right. And that's how she died. <laughs> and then it's like the end. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. So out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like Wish Upon. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I'm just uh it's it's difficult for me to watch any movie that Lindsay Lohan is in without just like feeling bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, feeling sad for her poor state. Like she's an absolute nutcase and you know, it it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, yeah, what did you expect when you you know, have this sexualized child celebrity? you know mm-hmm. yeah you can't huge, really like blame famous, her. it's kind yeah, of like you, um you're kind of just asking for that. Know, that that nathan fielder show the rehearsal kind of touches yeah. on this kind of thing a little bit yeah much more like, thoughtful man yeah the whole child star thing like it really really is a depressing situation to be in i was even watching the the, the telegraph put together this little mini documentary about one of the kids who was gonna be uh, like cast as Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace, and he's kind of just like, yeah, I, I almost, I kind of dodged a bullet, uh, <laughs> like not being in that movie, like because that wrecked his life, like being in that, like it's, mm-hmm. it is a sad state. Um, but man, people love this movie. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've only ever seen like uh, all of these kind of movies, like you're clueless, like you're. Mean Girls. I I did check out Clueless hmm. like Freaky a Friday. year ago. Yeah, I saw Freaky Friday back in the day too. But I, uh, okay. I did kind of prefer when I saw it, Clueless, which was about ten years before. It had a bit more of a. It seemed a bit more kind of satirical to me. Um, mm-hmm. it, like the main character was a bit funnier to me, whereas they kind of go. Lindsay Lohan is more of like a she. She's more innocent, you know. Um, yeah, relatable. Kinda, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I guess works for its demographic. Like, if you are if you were like a young girl growing up with this movie, I'm sure this would like really gel with you. But is is the genuinely is the is the click thing like really 
like this in America? I've always kind wanted of. this with like the set. Is it really like this bad? Because I mean, some schools more for, than for others, yeah, who, but it, it's a thing. Yeah, it felt so, pretty man. authentic to me. I'm like, really? yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are man. clicks like that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've always found that angle interesting. Help me understand this. Um, on the Lindsay Lohan Wikipedia page, the photo that they use is like so obviously photoshopped and airbrushed, right? To the point where I'm like, this is Wikipedia. This is not like Instagram. This is not like your promotional page for the... Like, you should be using something like a, a bit more objective, right? Not something that's so obviously retouched. Like, a, And it's like, did she change the profile photo? Like... Surely there's photos of her that exist. Oh, yeah, so it says, what, Lohan in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Surely there's photos of her that exist that are I don't know that. what if her, like, PR team is funny mm, about fucked it. Fucked up. Because <laughs> you remember she tried to sue Rockstar. For oh, yeah. Star likeness for, like, GTA. So I don't know if that they're kind of funny. Nonsense. Or her team's funny about her image or whatnot. I, could be something like that. That was that had no merit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't even like a main character or anything. It was just like one of the images of no, the like loading screen, screen and like it a... didn't even really look like her. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. She's got some serious mental problems and I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see that video where she was live streaming herself trying to abduct a child? What? Yeah. She was no. just like when? Uh like a few years ago. It was it was pre COVID. It mm. was close to it was close to pre COVID or something. Oh yeah? Yeah. She oh was like God. there was like this um like family <laughs> I guess summer. of immigrants that were like on the sidewalk, uh just like two parents and a child. She was like, No, it's cold. And she was this was around the time where I don't know if she still is Muslim. But this was around the time where she was starting that. And then she was just speaking a bunch of gibberish oh. that apparently wasn't even Arabic and saying like, no, it's too cold. I got to get your son. I'll stay. I, I'll take a, I'll have a hotel with with this son and you find somewhere else. And this family that like can't understand what she's saying is like, no, stop trying to take my child away. They're like, no, like trying to be polite, but like scared because this crazy woman is and she's Lindsay Lohan's like live streaming the entire thing. Yeah. It's I'm absolutely bizarre. Yeah, on Instagram Live. Yeah. Woman strikes Lindsay Lohan live on Instagram during attempted kid. This is crazy. Yeah, she's record she's the one recording it. That's crazy. It's nuts. She- she's recording herself doing that. It's not like someone else doing it. Yeah. Like someone else recording her, you know. She had a pretty extreme like- downfall. Yeah. And I don't know what's <laughs> what the fuck is in store for her <laughs> career wise or you know, health wise. But, uh, you know, I guess life just uh, can throw some bricks at some people, you know? Yeah. In fact, what's going on? Was it drugs? It's probably a lot of shit. Yeah, probably a yeah, mix of know. drugs and being a child star. Like, I don't know how you can be a balanced mm-hmm. person if that's yeah, like your... Yeah, like heavy drugs. Like, yeah. 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 Cocaine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, but, you know, watching this movie, she wasn't that way. So I was just watching it like, oh, yeah. Mean girls. <laughs> Those girls are so um, mean. Yeah, they are mean. I mean, Rachel McAdams in this movie is pretty mean. The plot is so silly to me because it's like it it yeah. very quickly she's 
moved to this new location and she's like, oh, I'm the I'm the odd one out here. I'm the you know person new to this environment. But then very quickly, she makes like two friends. But so quick, but it's meaningful enough that there's like a betrayal element when she starts hanging out with other people. But it's it just like there's some elements of the plot that are just kind of like they move by pretty quick, quickly in terms of like developing it. Yeah, well, like I said, it was like accurate to clicks. It's like it's kind of accurate. It's it's very like it's very like cartoonish, you know. It's yeah. like very like over the top. Yeah, well, it's like really low stakes, you know. Yeah, it's exactly. What, it's what all these kind of movies like fall into where they're, they're kind, of kind of so. The point. Yeah, exactly. It's like very fluffy. Yeah, but it's more so the where it gets annoying to me is the whole like. You know, they got to have the spring fling, like, yeah. thing. And who's going to be the king? Like, that's where I, like, just am not interested. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm more just there for, like, the, that wacky comedy. Just yeah. keep it moving as fast as possible. Just throw jokes at me. And a bunch of them work. A bunch of them don't. Yeah. The yeah. the mean notebook thing seems like a bit of, like, a, you know, cliche Oh, I need to fess up that I I wrote the mean words. Well, yeah, it's the it's the MacGuffin. <laughs> uh huh. It's like the plot device that yeah, hinge the whole movie hinges on. Yeah, it's always like it happens with every comedy, and then that's over, and the movie still goes for another twenty minutes. So it's then yeah, it's about exactly. the athletes. Then it goes into the mm. prom stuff, and yeah, like, yeah, and then like and then there's a little epilogue where like Richard McAdams becomes a a basketball player or whatever, <laughs> or football player, what a fuck soccer yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, it's like. You know, it, it it's like I, I hate usually how comedies like this ends because it gets back into the plot, which is usually not very interesting. And yeah, yeah it's like it just stops telling jokes, and that's kind of what happens with, with this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I still had fun with it though. Like, yeah, I, I have the same criticisms. Really, like some of the humor doesn't really land for me. It's short though. You know, like it's like you watch it like in ninety minutes and it's over. Like, yeah, I thought it was pretty well paced. Yeah, that's the thing. Right. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like it. It's kind of perfect for its intended demographic. Yeah, know, which, like, admittedly, just is not me. So, mm-hmm, exactly, yeah, I totally understand why. I think it's well done. Is in the position it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's not like spectacular, but it's like well shot, like well lit. I don't have any complaints really there. Like mm-hmm. we were watching Going Overboard. I know it's like low low bar, but like even Going Overboard, like that wasn't even like framed, right? Like certain shots is just like characters' heads were too low. Like this was all like well done. Like there was clearly like thought put into like every scene and like how it transitions into the next scene. Yeah, it's like visual gags and like it wasn't just all like dialogue jokes, like the kind of Judd Apatow movies fall into. Like there was more going on visually that was like interesting mm-hmm. yeah I, I liked the movie i thought it was fun yeah sad about Lindsay lohan <laughs> there was a tv movie sequel in yeah 2011 i, was ask. I haven't seen it it's supposed to be awful Did right you see it i mean like i was tempted to see it and i was on stream like doing the watch along for the first one and i was like should we watch the se- second one and everybody was just like no it, Who's just said it? it wouldn't even be funny the only the only recurring Lohan's not even in it sure. uh, no Tim Meadows is the only actor that reprised the role oh okay that's cool so he was in it but everybody else is just completely different people and it's a straight to DVD straight to TV thing so like nobody important <laughs> oh okay one of them was the girl in Wizards of Waverly Place interesting um. <laughs> I'm just looking at like the cast of the second one. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, like Disney stars and whatever. Apparently not worth watching. Is no, what, it's probably not very good. People are saying. Um, yeah. Doesn't quite have the same script that this one did. Yeah, Tina Fey writing. I think she's a good writer. She's I funny. Like the screenplay. Yeah. 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 Where, um, where do you stand with her? Because I've never really seen what is considered her best stuff with like 30 Rock or mm-hmm. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or whatever. Um, this is kind of the only thing I've really seen from her. I've seen some Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That was fun. Yeah. I, I like her. I, I haven't had any reason not to like the projects that she's been involved in. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I've seen her here and there. She's like in like some like mega mind yeah. and soul. Like like soul I, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm going to see if there's anything I hate that she's written. Let's see. Anything she's yeah. written. Well, I don't think she's written much. Um, no, she's. She's written them. Except she wrote for 30 Kim- Rock, right? That yeah, like 30 Rock. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's uh, created 30 Rock. And, uh, yeah, 30 Rock, Kimmy Schmidt, and then Mean Girls. I don't. Has she written anything else aside from that? I don't no. think so. Yeah, so I haven't. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing offensive for me in that one. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Upcoming Mean Girls and Mean Girls the Musical? What is this shit? It's just on IMDb. Oh, they're doing a, a remake. Oh, no. Oh, there man. might be. Oh, really? An adaptation of Tina Fey, Jeff Richman, and Neil Benjamin's Broadway musical based on the popular 2004 film comedy. So I think there already is a musical, but now they're like filming it or something. I think there might be a musical already. Oh. And then... Yeah, okay. So that's what's happening. It's not like a remake. Of the, it's not like a... Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not going to research this right now, but that's a thing, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt was fun. I've seen a bit mm-hmm. of it. But. I guess we could just get into ratings for this. Unless someone else... Unless we have more to add. About no. Mean Girls. No, not really. It's, you know, yeah, it was fun. Kind of is what it says on the tin. It's like... It, it checks all the boxes for the demographic and the kind of comedy it's trying to be. It's not really yeah. trying to be anything on else. On the tin, you say. That's a very British thing to say. Mm-hmm. On the tin. Wait, what? what wait, yeah. say that again. On the, Which on the tin. On the tin. Someone would say you like say on, on the, the cover or on the box or something, but yeah, tin. Oh, tin I see. Would be a very yeah, yeah. British way to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never considered that. On the just, tin. Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had fun with this one. Uh, I would gonna. I would give it a three and a half out of five stars. That's my rating. Bam. There you go. Yeah, I'm a smidge under with the just kind of a right down the middle three star, kind of six out of ten. I enjoyed it for what it's worth. I do acknowledge this really. I didn't see it in the early 2000s when I was more towards the age. I feel like it would resonate, um, but I do understand what it is about the movie. People kind of have gelled with and connected with, and mm-hmm. I think someone on the subreddit was kind of comparing it a bit to. Um, Napoleon Dynamite, kind of that sort of era of these weird, like, edgy, out there kind of comedies. That was kind of more up my alley at that time. Yeah, it was okay, though. It was, yeah. it was fun. I guess just two things left in my notes that I forgot to mention before I give my rating. Uh, the gay guy, that was his whole character. That was kind of funny, you know? Just like, oh, he's too mm. gay to function. That's all he is. Uh, <laughs> also very Another 2004. Kind of trope, yeah. And then last thing I wanted to mention, you know... Some of these, some of these uh, supposed high schoolers look really old, and I hated the male lead, like the look of his character. 
he looked like a 30 year old pretending to be a 14 yeah, year old yeah, with yeah. that Justin Biebery haircut sort of thing like that shorter like fucking 30 seconds to Mars haircut or whatever he was trying to do like mm-hmm. not quite like oh fuck I'm dressed like a little boy even though I'm 30 <laughs> It's really it's like, yeah that almost adds to the humor in a way like in those sam raimi movies when they're in high school and they all look like 40 year olds it's like yeah that's kind of funny to me yeah. i'm giving this one a five out of ten it was not unwatchable it was you know i can see why it was memed wish uh some elements were better but you know it was not 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 worth watching or some mean girls awesome great awesome all right i guess it's question time Boom. Cool. Let's do some questions then from the Sardinacast community. Head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit if you want to ask us whatever you feel like. Just like Butter467 did. Since you guys often criticize certain films that tend to get aspects of the internet wrong, what are some films you guys think get aspects of the internet right? Uh, I was like racking my brain trying to think. uh, Happy end. Easily the newest uh, Michelle Hanukkah film. It's like so authentic, which is weird because he's a like 70, 80 year old man or some shit. And he actually is just so detail oriented that he did research into like internet culture and like different websites and things that like teenagers were doing. And he, you know, things that he's, he's obviously not a part of, he didn't know naturally, but he just decided, Oh, I'm actually going to research this as if he were making like a period piece and researching like a, Mm. a, like a you know as if he were robert eggers re- researching the uh dialect of a culture yeah like he's that's cool oh it's like it's like uh what's that guy justin goy or michael goy yeah it's like him right <laughs> something yeah, he should exactly. have done yeah. <laughs> and so it's crazy yeah like michelle hanukkah my favorite director you know managed to authentically write and uh, direct the, this film that features the internet to a huge degree and it felt authentic, which is just so above and beyond what a lot of movies, even made by like, I don't know, 30, 40 year olds <laughs> managed to fail at. So, yeah, that, that would be one of my picks for sure. Yeah. The only thing I could really think of was that movie Searching, which was kind of yeah, all like a good one. Scream recordings. Um, it felt pretty authentic. It felt authentic it, because it's, it's always like a bummer in movies when like a character uses some kind of technology and like they've come up with this fake UI and it's like clearly like not real software and it's all just like <laughs> fake as fuck and like a unfriended type situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That felt like memorable for that reason. Do you have any Ralph? What was the question? What movies do internet right? Yeah, because there's so many that do it wrong. Is that is that is that the question? <laughs> yeah, movies that do internet right. Yeah. Um, Faithful. Does Wreck-It Ralph do the internet right? No. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's not many. I can't think of. I can't think of any. It's actually it's actually incredibly difficult. I can, I can name two more. There's some uh, like indie movies that uh, do like internet culture right to a good degree i think cam i remember cam was one that uh you know girls a cam model well, it's, it's not a movie it's not a movie but mr robot does the internet yeah, really mr well robert hacking yeah yeah true actually, that, yeah. that does it that's the best i've ever seen because like the example i could think of before of hacking was the movie hackers it was like you know really silly and then yeah mr yeah, robot that's kind of what it was believable yeah, mr. yeah like hackers watch or like you know, computer experts watch Mister Robot. Like, yep, that's that's a real thing they use. Like, you can actually do that. 
you can actually do use that code and hack into a car and whatever. People actually do that. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. There was a uh, very low budget movie from 2020 called Private Chat. It's spelled P V T space Chat. And Is that the one you told me about with Julia Fox or whatever? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. fucking Buddy Duress, the uncut guy gems from, lady uh, from Good Time. Yeah, it was really yeah. good, and it was mm. fairly faithful to like internet stuff. Um, there's no, you know, there's always going to be some issues here and there. Like, uh, there was a really good movie called Deadstream that's on Shutter right now, and it's like kind of like a found footage horror comedy, and the main character is like an unbearable Twitch streamer, basically, and it's like supposed to be a part of the humor, <laughs> and that I think you know, got a lot right in terms of like the character and like internet kind of culture. But there were some elements where I'm like, oh, I wish the chat was moving faster, you know, at points like if he's that big of a streamer or whatever, yeah. you know, or, um, but yeah, mostly faithful for that. So yeah, all, all of those movies are good, by the way, if anyone wants to check them out, cam private chat and dead stream and obviously happy end is a great movie. I think. I also kind of think about Bo Burnham, like inside, yeah. Um, even eighth grade to a certain degree with how they were kind of depicting that, that kind of social circle theme, it seemed like way more kind of, uh, sincere and accurate to, you know, that kind of world and how people that age actually use the technology as opposed to like, I don't know, lol or something like that. You know? <laughs> LOL with the yeah, with LOL. Miley Cyrus. With, with, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of like, yeah, child stars, right? Yeah. Speaking of child stars. Um, yeah, I usually really like like how David Fincher uses technology in his movies. Usually, the characters are like very tech savvy, or like we well, yeah, social like network. how he uses yeah you know, social network, or like yeah those laptops and girl dragon tattoo and yeah Gone Girl. How he uses the news and that kind of stuff. The media cycle feels very like believable, you know. And even like in House of Cards, like the way people text, there's yeah. like the little text bubbles that no, pop up. I don't think that's the first time it's been done, but one of the worst like tropes in cinema is that like it's gone viral and they've become a star. Oh god, type thing like yeah, yeah. nerve the Smosh movie or any yeah. yeah yeah your watcher or player. Uh. Oh no, <laughs> dude! Social media is like totally bad because in this movie the keen teenagers are killing themselves over it. I mean, social media is <laughs> so bad, obnoxious. but like it's just such a <laughs> shit surface level interpretation of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a movie called yeah. Mainstream by Gia Coppola and I haven't seen it yet, but apparently that's shit. <laughs> apparently it's really bad. It's got Andrew Garfield in it. Wow. That's an internet oh. movie. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks really bad. Oh, cool. And then there was one, I think there it's like a one word title and it's got someone in it that looks that reminds me of Andrew Garfield, but isn't. But it's like one that it's not Scream. Like I don't remember what it is, but it's is it the one like, with Joe Curie? Is that who his name is? Spree? I have no idea. What is it called? Spree. Spree. Is it the one where yeah. he's in the car? I've heard. That's I've it? heard that. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, I've heard good things about that. Even though I don't expect to. Yeah, love it, it didn't really take itself seriously. Like a lot of these are like kind I've of too self serious. Yeah. That one was like yeah, that one was like a lot of fun. That was just about like kind of like a Twitch streamer who like. It was also an Uber driver, and he like live streams live streams himself like killing people in his car. Like that yeah. was fun. Uh, like it doesn't fun. take itself seriously. Yeah, it's not like a great movie or anything. But it's, you know, <laughs> it's not like it's not like a masterpiece uh, for sure. But yeah, there are definitely way more examples of uh, 
bad oh, implementation. Yeah. Host, ha- hashtag yeah. horror, stuff unfriended, like that. hashtag. Yeah. I forgot about hashtag horror. Fuck. <laughs> Why did anybody watch yeah. that, including myself? That was fucking bad. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, there's so many of those. Did you guys watch that before? Like, because I, I made a video on it. I forgot. Yeah, it was like Halloween, like years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember hashtag horror. I, I, wa- I watched like the opening credits. It was like giving me a seizure. It's like if, yeah. it's like Gaspar No Way, but just not as good. Like yeah, if Gaspar No Way was bad. Discount. Yeah. <laughs> was in it. Like, yeah, really weird film. Oh, yeah. A really bad movie. Yeah. Like The Fifth Estate, how he uses the internet. I haven't seen that whole movie. I've just seen clips of it. It's like a bunch of people in a room on like computer monitors. It seems really stupid. It just seems like a really <laughs> stupid way of presenting the internet. It's like a bunch of guys with like an office on computers. Yeah, you would you would hope that like the internet is so ingrained into people's lives at this point that you just wouldn't see as many of these like real shit interpretations of the in- internet. Right? And yeah, fucking dash cam. That movie was shit. Oh my god! Like <laughs> holy fuck. Just if you're trying to be faithful in some way, there's things you can do. If you just put effort into it, just some forethought and planning. It's just us. It's just not as many people use the internet as like we do. So it's just like not important. But everybody uses movies. the internet like, yeah, <laughs> at this point. It's just well, like, do yeah, you stay yeah. on Facebook only Maybe. is the question. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you use yeah. websites other than Facebook? Yeah. Are Are they just that like disconnected from like, yeah, how like other yeah, people it's are. Just, it's just like especially shocking when it is like a Ralph breaks the internet. And it's like really like yeah. This is what you're doing with it, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry it's guys. A, it's a series of tubes. <laughs> I broke the internet. Why'd you break it? Yeah, that's the internet. It's a bunch of tubes. Tubes and cat videos. Yeah. Yeah. Vince is depressed. Has one for us. Why do you think people hate Chris Pratt so much? I know the Mario choice is such horrendous casting, but people seem to hate him as a person. To add further to this argument, people now se- seem to want his career to fall apart. Do you agree with this sentiment or no? For me personally, yes, he's being cast in bad roles for him now at this point. But I find there's other people's careers I want to see crash and burn more. Like sure. Ryan Reynolds. Jeez. <laughs> Like, did, Ryan Reynolds, did he, did he do funny. anything either? I, that's the thing. Did did Chris Pratt or, like, Ryan Reynolds do anything? They know what they did. This kind of vitriol? I, I, I think this is a little harsh. Was, yeah, someone replied to it saying, people dislike him because there's rumors that he's a Trump supporter and attends a homophobic church. None of these rumors okay. are confirmed, by the way. Yeah, um, it doesn't James sound, Gunn debunked sounds, the homophobic yeah, church. Yeah, one. interesting. Um, sounds kind of silly. Yeah, and also yeah. at that point, it's like, okay, well, I don't expect every person involved in, you know, anything that else that I purchase to have the same moral political values as me. So, like, yeah, I really don't give a shit yeah. in that sense. I just hate Chris Pratt yeah, because he's voicing Mario and apparently Garfield. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm hating a, him a as a concept reason. more yeah. than an individual. I think when you reach a certain yeah. level yeah. of fame and you present yourself to the world as a product and not a person, then it, it yeah. sort of has that disconnect where I'm thinking of you more of a product than a person. And so, like, yeah, I hate Chris Pratt, the product. If I met the guy, I'm sure I would like yeah, the person. That's a fine reason to hate you him. Know? I don't think he cares one way or the other. Yeah, that's that's fine. I, I would hope that my presence on the internet, I'm not presenting myself as a product and I'm still, you know, at least presenting myself as a person to some degree. I would hope that I'm authentic enough to do that, but 
you know, you never know with how you're perceived, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's a Trump supporter or whatever. I don't think that's confirmed. I'm just not going to believe I don't like even any I think that would matter. Yeah, I'm just not going to believe any shit I like hear on the internet or whatever. I hope that's how yeah. most people are. Yeah, it's funny though how it how it kind of shifted cuz when he was in Parks and Rec, he was kind of like a internet darling. Oh yeah, he was, he was like, beloved. He was in like her, he was in Zero Dark yeah. 30. Guardians, yeah. Lego movie, and mm-hmm. then I guess, yeah, once he was in Marvel, then he did, like, the Jurassic movies, which are, like, horrendous, and then he's, like, trying to be an action star. Became a little oversaturated, maybe. I, I feel like, perhaps, if we all say we hate Chris Pratt, then they'll stop casting him in voice acting roles where he doesn't belong. But I don't really <laughs> hate know? him. If everybody like- collectively <laughs> says, boo, Chris Pratt, boo, and stops buying tickets to the movies he's in then movies will get better. <laughs> I've never you know? met him. Like, I can't really hate him. Yeah. Like, it's just, he's just an actor. Like, how can you hate him? He's just an actor in a role. Mushroom Kingdom, here we yeah. come. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. It's so annoying. I can't, like, oh, my God. It, just, it makes me hate him when I watch that trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is baffling why they choose him. But... Oh, you, you, you still watch it? The Mario movie? I don't Did you watch it again? If I watch it, it will probably be like a... Watch the, the Mario trailer. Did you watch it again? Well, no, I, there was a trailer one and a trailer two. Oh, you watched the new trailer. Yeah, oh, okay. it was somehow worse. I didn't. I didn't realize there was a new trailer. I haven't been watching. Oh, yeah. it. you can hear him. I've been, in all I haven't been kept, yeah. keeping up with these kids' movies that are coming out. Yeah, people aren't as mad at me about trailer two because it seems <laughs> oh, <laughs> not as many good. people. Yeah. are weirdly defensive about it. <laughs> w- wonderful. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I, re- I much respect, like, like an Elijah Wood or something, where, like, you've done your Lord of the Rings, now just go do weird shit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what are you chasing, you know, being in this, like, Tomorrow War or these Jurassic World? Like, do you want to be, like, yeah. a Harrison Ford or something? Like, what are you doing? I think he just wants money. I think he's getting as much money as he can before he's, like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he is right. the big star Before right he's now. not, like, the it guy anymore. And then he'll do small... But he can do small roles. Like, he's a good actor. He's not, like, a fucking hack like Dwayne Johnson or whatever. He doesn't have a lot of range, as evidenced by his Mario performance. He's good in Guardians. He's good in Her. Yeah, he's good in those things. He doesn't have a lot of range. He can be cast He's well. good in Her. He's good in Guardians. He's been good in a lot of things. He'll be he'll be good in things after. He'll, you know, he's, he's making money. Yeah, he was cast well in the Lego movie. Yeah, exactly. He's making money in his... Because he's supposed to be an everyman. In his fame. He's making mm-hmm. money in his fame now, and then he'll, uh, you know, once he's not, like, the number one guy anymore, he'll do, like, smaller roles. But he's just collecting as much money as he can. I can't really hate someone for that. Like, it's like, he's the number one actor in Hollywood. It's like, yeah, you want to be cast as Mario and Garfield and all these things? Fucking take I it I wouldn't up. say no <laughs> if they wanted to cast me as Mario, yeah, exactly. even if I can't act. <laughs> yeah, an actor's not really supposed like, well. to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, guess I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, he's not even Italian. Like, I'd I'd prefer if they cast an Italian guy, but, you know, whatever. They don't give a shit. It's fucking Nintendo. They're in fucking Japan. They don't give a shit. Let's go. Illumination. Yeah. God, fuck. Let's make a money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the tagline should be on the Mario movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a really funny um, Chris Pratt quote. Let's see if I can find the... Uh... <laughs> quote here one second oh yeah here we go people.com chris pratt reveals he prefers to go by cp 
<laughs> no one calls me Chris. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He's so detached. It's so funny. So here's the quote. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Pratt. CP. You know CP. Hey CP. But nobody calls me Chris. He says. I went golfing <laughs> with my friend Chad, my pastor, and the other day he was like, "No one calls you Chris." <laughs> So yeah, Chris wow. Pratt wants to be called CP. <laughs> that's a real quote right. from him. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that's that's yeah, a reason man. to love him. He's 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 that innocent. Yeah. Now, now you like him again. <laughs> he's just a big doofus. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. I like Chris Pratt now. I sorry, CP no, I can't say that. <laughs> I can't, yeah, never mind. Say that, I was gonna correct myself and I was like, no, I can't say that. <laughs> Narrowly yeah. avoided a sound bite there. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I'll I'll keep hating him and then I'll be like, I hate CP. There we go. Got the maps, we got the Chris Pratt. Man, it's all coming out this episode. <laughs> and then if somebody somebody disagrees Uh, i'll be like what you don't hate cp and then i'll send an army after them on twitter yeah you you found the win button (laughs) i'm anti-cp well (laughs) bitchington 309 has one for us one time i was in an argument over my love for spongebob squarepants the guy in question was trying to downplay my legitimacy by saying that i only like it just because of nostalgia and that my feelings and opinions on the show shouldn't be taken into much consideration do you think the guy has a point or do you think he was out of line i do think it is okay if you don't like what you don't like but it's always rubbed me the wrong way when people completely brush off a product just because of its popularity and that it must only be because of nostalgia have a great Shrek. Yeah, just because something's popular or well-liked doesn't mean it's bad. I would say it's okay to make those statements if you're referring to a certain amount of people within a a trend of something. But if you're referring to an individual, then no, because you don't know what an individual is saying. So I can say something like, yeah, The Lion King 2019 would not have been successful if it wasn't a property that was a reboot of something that we all loved in our childhoods. I don't think that, that that's an incorrect statement. I don't think I'm being mean or offending anybody if you feel like that doesn't apply to you then i'm not really talking about you as an individual like i don't know every individual there's probably tons of people that like the lion king 2019 that never saw the original but that's not what i'm talking about when i'm addressing like a trend or you know like an overall statement about a culture of film yeah just corporations weaponizing nostalgia that's what bugs me like i don't care about individuals like if you know, if, if like that's why someone likes a movie just because of nostalgia, like it. Yeah. So really what if matter, you did? But... There's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, because that is why it is such a trend right now, is because of how bloody powerful it is. <laughs> you know, it's like such a strong marketing tool, especially. Um, yeah, we're just talking about your Star Wars, is your all these Disney properties. Like it is such a core part of it. It is like a why people have so much love for so much stuff. Uh, but yeah, when you get to the individuals, it's just, I don't know, it's unfair. Especially if you're talking about Spongebob, what are you talking about? That's the show that got popular because it had the broad appeal to kids and adults. So that's yeah. just kind of a, yeah, an unfair uh, stone to throw. Yeah, it's sad. The guy's kind of got blinders on. Because, like, yeah, that is a good show. Like, if you watched it. A lot of people are like that. Yeah, they just like, I don't know. They, they just like hate something before even watching it. And then they... 
like never watch it or like when they watch it they don't enjoy it it's, it's sad because yeah spongebob's great if somebody says to you that you only like something because of nostalgia for the show you say well you only have that opinion because you have nostalgia for being a baby and you're using your baby brain because you feel good <laughs> using that baby brain you just wanted to feel nostalgic about it <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm ben shapiro yeah, that's... and this <laughs> and this is how you win yeah. debates. <laughs> yeah, Javas six eight five has this to say: How do you guys feel about Jean Delman? Love it. Topping sight and sounds greatest oh, yeah. films of all time list. Some people, including our boy Armin White, Ooh. are trying to diss on it as a move for progressive wokeness. But peeps like me are excited to see Jean get love and have something refreshing at the top. Mm-hmm. Paul Schrader wasn't like happy about it either. Um, I don't think that's a great choice. Like as the best movie, yeah, <laughs> he, said, he said some weird things. <laughs> I, I don't think what he said was like too out there, but like it's just like yeah, I agree. It's not. I didn't. I wasn't a really a huge fan mm-hmm. of that movie either when we reviewed it. Still not. <laughs> that's fine. I'm just like I get like its message. Yeah, it's just it's not like the greatest movie ever. I mean, it's a little much. I think that's partly why. I'm struggling to think of a single poll where I agree of of the top, <laughs> where, where they say this is the best movie of all time, and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally yeah, agree. Exactly. Like, I it's, disagree yeah. with every poll, so it's weird that like this one in particular, people are like, oh, like suddenly hung up on it. It's like, okay, but it's it it's a poll. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen again in like ten years, like this one. I don't I don't know how often they do that. You know, like. It's every. It might as well be those fucking New York Times lists that we disagree with, where it's just like, you know, all that bullshit. Yeah, just like it's just a topic, a conversation. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this filmmakers just have a comment on it, like Paul Schrader or whatever. I'm like, that's fun. Yeah, I just I think that's a weird, it's a weird choice for like the top movie. Yeah, it's a provocative choice for sure. I mean, yeah, sure, filmmakers have comments on you know every thing they're asked about, I guess, but. When we're talking about, like, Armand White and I believe at the same time Paul Schrader. Yeah, what did he say? There's a bunch of people that felt like, oh, I have to talk about this sort of thing. As if, like, this particular sight and sound poll is so egregious that now it's like, oh, this is some huge travesty. When I'm just like, I just can't well, imagine. Well, I, I, I think more Armand White. <laughs> I mean, Armand White's not very bright. I mean. Paul Schrader's <laughs> a weird guy. I like his movies, but he's... He's also kind of a kook. Oh, he makes great movies. He's also kind of a nutbag. <laughs> a lot of the best artists are, you know. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the best artists are kind of out I want to hear what Vincent Gallo has to say about Jean Dillman being oh, at no. the top of the sight and sound <laughs> pole, you know? Like, <laughs> what did he do? Vincent Gallo. I don't remember. Oh, you, you don't remember who he is? Um, in the movie, uh, no. he starred in and directed, uh, what was it called? Buffalo 66. And now he stars in yeah, yeah. Daily Wire films, and he has a crazy website where oh. he sells racist okay. t-shirts. Wait, he's in Daily Wire films? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why I asked. I didn't remember yeah. this guy. So. Yeah, he's kind of a yeah. nutbag. Mm, all right. Well, yeah, that's like confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Give it time. <laughs> You'll see with Paul Schrader. <laughs> he's, he's only a few more articles away. <laughs> yeah, all I know is... It's a weird, it's a weird pick. Gene Dealman's a weird pick for the for the best. Well, it's like who movie. are they polling? They're polling a bunch of critics. It's a critically well received movie. It's like a you know something that people remember yeah, after like it is. fifty years. I just years, feel like you know? it wasn't really. Yeah, it wasn't really in the forefront of like greatest movies for a while. Like I didn't really hear about it for a long time until like kind of recently, like past couple of years. 
really for the podcast that was like the first time i heard about it at all mm. well here here's here's the more important thing to consider is like do we know exactly how the polls are conducted and how they're rated is it that enough people chose jean dilma as their number one spot or is it kind of like rotten tomatoes where enough people gave it a six out of ten and because it was not divisive as much or something like then it got to the top and has the best rating like yeah. how is it aggregated we don't know that Maybe. so it's like it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what I'm, is at the I'm sure top might say that. of the list like it's just a list of movies and they're all there because some critics like them like it doesn't doesn't really matter yeah. i can't imagine getting upset over this like yeah who actually really cares if anything it's just you know good to get that that film out there in the public conscious um so maybe even if people are watching it through outrage like people know its name a bit more yeah yeah exactly it gets it more in the spotlight which yeah is when people good. search up the movie because they've never heard of it they'll they'll get my april fool's video <laughs> where i got charlie <laughs> uh moist critical to do a moist meter on it that's a good introduction yeah, to the movie people will watch the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> people will watch the movie and yeah. go wow this is just boring it's just a woman in her kitchen we had a podcast episode <laughs> about it. yeah um yeah it's not i don't know it is a weird pick but i am the most vocal fan on the internet of jean yeah yeah exactly it's yeah it's definitely one i think about a lot good um like more but not, not really enough to sit down and watch again you'll feel ready again at some point leaves a mark yeah one day one day when enough time has passed. Yeah. It is that kind of movie. It's unique and it's, uh, you know, I, I just think it's like really interesting artistically. And loved it a lot more on my second watch for sure. Yeah. It's, it's funny that it like, <laughs> I wouldn't expect it to become more of like a cultural conversation this year. Wasn't expecting it to get on more people's yeah, radar. Exactly. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's quite yeah. random and I do, yeah, I do mm -hmm. appreciate it for that. Um, just you just wonder with these lists sometimes you know just like <laughs> what the what the actual purpose is is it just to like make people mad and like just yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why <laughs> really yeah yeah well yeah that's why people respond i mean it's not like far-fetched yeah 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 they're, they're kind of pro kind of provoking you especially with a pick like that because it's not just mm -hmm. like one of those like oh it's godfather you know lord of the yeah, rings like whatever Hitchhawk, it's, it's like Hitchcock, gene dillman yeah. yeah yeah one it's not like one a lot of people know about at least you know maybe in our circle sure but i don't think a lot of people know about it and two yeah it's just like kind of out of nowhere like the, and so and it's a weird movie it's, it's a weird movie it's mostly a woman walking around in her kitchen or <laughs> no it's yeah. a lot of it <laughs> It's three hours long. I wonder. I wonder what <laughs> chunk of the people who watched Jean Dielman were exposed to it by me. I wonder how much yeah. of that. Like the percentage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, Chantal, you owe me one in the afterlife. Okay, I'm repping your films. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch Jean Dielman, or you can watch Mean Girls. Pick your poison. Yeah. Pick a side. Man, yeah, they're like invert, inverse. Which Those are my cliques. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cliques. Clicks. I think it's cliques. click. I think it's click. I think so. I think both are acceptable. I was never in a click, so I'm not an expert. 
but I I know is this a buoy boy there, thing? there were clicks yeah mm. I was a loner <laughs> well I'm not gonna look it up tell us in the comments who's an idiot <laughs> what <laughs> I'm not gonna search this shit <laughs> all right um, okay. can we do one more all right one question more question I'll send on this one from Professor Trilobite. Question. Do you feel that part of the reason why many animated shows are getting cancelled um, is because of the decades of Family Guy and South Park clones that have given adult animation a bad name and made the public and probably companies view it as a disposable media? So I guess this is kind of in the zeitgeist at the moment because of all these Netflix shows that are on the chopping block, even after I think being renewed. What was that one about conspiracy theories? It was just inside job the other day. Yeah. Inside job. That was, yeah, I guess the was it that 1899 one. that got canceled. Yeah. Inside that got canceled. Yeah. Not an anime, yeah. but Bunch of it stuff. seems more like a streaming thing to be honest. If we're uh, yeah, talking I was, about was going to say that exactly. Yeah. It's so like cutthroat. If you're not a uh, squid game or something like you're just, you're just done for. I mean, like, even mm-hmm. popular, successful shows, they just cancel. And I'm wondering if the mentality behind it as, like, a business model is just thinking, like, well, the more shows we have, like, the volume of different shows we have, the more titles we have in our library, and we can boast that, that we have that many titles. Like, people who still want to watch Inside Jobs still have to come back to Netflix if they want to rewatch the first season or two or whatever, you know? And then you like make a new title or like, I don't know. Yeah, they kind of, yeah, you're right. The business model is casting a wide net. Um, That might be their thought process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame for if you actually like quality (laughs) content, uh, because the wide net approach does mean like your army of the deads and stuff like that. (laughs) And uh, what was that rock movie with Ryan Reynolds? and Red Notice. Red Notice, like these yeah. kinds of things that tend, tend to be what rise to the top and Fucking get like... shit. I don't remember and... anything about that movie. Oh <laughs> yeah, God. me neither. Holy me shit. Neither. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a bit upsetting in terms of that side of it, but it's kind of just always been the, the adult animation game. Like animation is so, so expensive already and then limiting it again with it only kind of being an adult, edgier market it's got to be something crazy successful like a Rick and Morty to even be seen as worth continuing, you know? Like, it's mm-hmm. so rare for it to really catch on. Like, I don't, I, yeah. I wonder if, like, even BoJack nowadays would have been, like, cut um, if it was being released right. now. Right. Probably, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because that's got kind of a bad, like, first season, too. So... <laughs> A lot of shows mm-hmm. like require a couple seasons to even get going or kind of get the hook embedded. Exactly. So. Yeah. A lot of my favorite comedy shows like really get going later on, seasons two, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Simpsons gets really good at about season twenty six. <laughs> well, The Simpsons, the first season's <laughs> not kidding. so good. Yeah. Like the first season of The Simpsons is not like amazing. It, it makes me wonder if it would. I get- felt that way at one point, but rewatching it again. I, it has some merit to it. It's a it's a little less like it's still the Simpsons wacky. So. It's a bit more grounded, but I do like the first season a lot. Of the the animation's really weird. Like, I mean, it's dated, characters. yeah. Characters, yeah. it's they definitely better um, than their current animation. <laughs> yeah, sure. They refined it like season two, though. Season three, those models were like better. I thought yeah. season two through four of the Simpsons is like, meh. 
Chef's Kiss. I, I love, yeah, yeah, everything up to like, I don't know. Up to like season 10, I, I would say. <laughs> like 10 to yeah. 12. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like 12, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like you said, it's just content in general. It's been it's been getting canceled after one season now. Yeah, you have to either do really well or you just have no value to them. Yeah, even Breaking Bad, like that kind of took a while to take off. Like that wasn't an instant hit. Yeah. It took to like season four like, for people to get yeah, hooked yeah, on that. Season yeah, four. Really. yeah. I was watching from the pilot, but yeah, yeah, same, well, but yeah. Most people, yeah. there were people. It got huge like after a while, you're right. Season four. Season four got huge. Once it once um like it got on Netflix or whatever, I think it got a huge audience was, there. Yeah, it's arguably like even bigger now, which is a crazy one. With yeah, Breaking yeah, Bad. it's like it's all so the memes meme still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll rewatch it someday. That's why they made that spinoff. They're like, we got to keep making money off the show. Like they weren't making money off the show until it was <laughs> over, basically. <laughs> Isn't he coming back for like a Super Bowl commercial or some yeah. damn shit for like chips yeah. or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to make their fucking money on that show. I mean, bravo, Vince. Man. All right, well, Woo. what was the question? <laughs> oh yeah, we answered it, it was Just about canceling. Yeah, show, yeah, yeah. I think we answered it to be honest. Why don't we cancel mm-hmm. Netflix? Bam. Yeah. We'll show them. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for questions. And we have Yay. a film recommendation from Alex. Yeah. So I really fancied doing a trilogy. And the, these movies have been on my mind, um, especially because of Rings of Power recently. And I, I don't know if Ralph was kind of, I don't know how he knew. Like when we started recording this, you introduced yourself. Oh, as oh no, really? Yeah, You're doing that. I, I, Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys, but I want to do the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Um, extended or non-extended? I'm gonna let you choose because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of time. I'm gonna do the extended because I've never seen the extended. Um, maybe I'll do both. I mean, like you just caught me on like a Lord of the Rings binge. Oh really? So, yeah, this is yeah, perfect. Yeah. I just finished Return of the King. I'm like, now I got to watch The Hobbit. Oh, perfect. cool. Okay, excellent. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think it could be an interesting discussion. So, yeah, that, great. that must make like Peter Jackson one of the most recommended directors on the on he this has show. Six like, movies. Done- Good old PJ, yeah. right? Oh well, yeah. Plus the other two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, eight movies. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, for sure. Be a fun discussion. We did King Kong also. And King King King. Yeah, oh, I was King, Kong. King Kong. Man, yeah, so we've nine. done so many. Yeah. yeah, nine movies. We did nine nine PJs. We've done we've done all of them except the Bones one, except the, the Saoirse Ronan one. I mean, there's some that we haven't. Man, even. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> uh, okay, great. All right. Well, if you don't want to be spoiled for the Hobbit trilogy, I love that book. Uh, watch it. For the next episode comes out. These episodes come out every two weeks. You can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com, signing up for premium. It's only $2 a month. Uh, and also patreon.com slash sardonicast. Uh, you'll, you'll do the same thing, just a different platform. We also got merch. Uh, link in the des- description. We also have a Sardonicast highlights channel that you can subscribe to on YouTube. Uh, check it out. There's some good highlights on there. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye, Shrek uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.